the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The phenomenon at play in and around the toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, is an old dilemma, uh, older even than something Ronald Reagan said years ago. But what he said uh, also summarizes the situation. Reagan said uh, the nine scariest words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. The uh, older pronouncement that applies to this is the story of the boy who cried wolf. And the tale of the boy who cried wolf is that he kept saying wolf, wolf, wolf. And finally, those who paid attention to him the first one, two, three, four, five times he said wolf, eventually ignored him when there actually was a wolf. And I touched on this yesterday. And what I see at work here in East Palestine, Ohio, where the EPA and the state of Ohio and other entities are tamping down concerns, legitimate concerns, about toxic chemicals in the water supply, in the soil, in the air, and then anecdotal things like chickens dying, fish dying. Now we have a cat that's died. Cats die. Maybe the cat died in the normal course of ways cats die, or maybe the cat died because it inhaled air that's polluted by the burn-off of the toxic chemicals. I don't know. But the problem is that the government screwed up, cried wolf, so many times on things recently that there is an inherent distrust of government that has been freshened by things that have proven demonstrably untrue in the last couple years, and that the government continues to basically say those things are true. No, they are true. So I don't know what to believe. I just know that I don't think I would be as optimistic about a return to normalcy in East Palestine, as Governor Mike DeWine sounded yesterday at a press conference, where I think he, you know, took a somewhat cautionary tone. But again, would this do it for you if you were a resident of East Palestine and the government said this about how you should perceive the safety of returning to your home? Look, look, I, I think that I would be drinking the bottled water um, and I would be continuing to uh, uh, find out what the tests were showing as far as the air. Um, I would be alert and and concerned, but uh, I think I would probably be back in my house. Okay, well, there are some who are back in their houses, but there are some who have gone back in their houses and they get migraine headaches within the first hour. And if you have a little kid, your concern is not just for you, it's for that little child. Here's a cross-section of... Concerns voiced by East Palestine residents to Fox News. Uh, local fish in our creeks have died. Uh, uh, oily sheens and coloration in our water 
Um, constant smell of burning plastics and chemicals in the air. It, it's scary stuff here. I mean, it's like half of my family lives in East Palestine. You got all these toxins, all the chemicals, basically, that is going to cause cancer. We've all been exposed. It's not a one-mile thing. They're telling us the water is safe, you know, like you said, but yet the fish are dying. So how am I supposed to feel safe um, bathing my children, cooking with any of it? We had gone back to grab a couple of our things, and I can't stay in the town longer than an hour before I have a giant migraine. Now, that's alarming. Those are real reactions, real people. And I think their concerns are valid and need to be weighed and weighed heavily. Uh, we've had other things happen like this before. What was There was a place in New York, wasn't there, where they had nuclear waste that was contaminated. They moved everybody out of the town. Chernobyl, of course, comes to mind. Um, and then for me personally, I have a friend who, uh, and I'm trying to give him anonymity here, but I have a friend who was engaged in media, okay? And in the aftermath of 9-11, was sent to Ground Zero by the entity that he worked for at the time. It is an entity you've all heard of. It is an Ohio entity. And he was all about it. It was the major news event of our lives. And if you could be a part of it, if you could go, if you could help, if you could lend a hand and you could document it for the people who worked for the entity that employed you, anybody would have gone in that situation. And we saw the first responders. We saw the firefighters, the urgency of the moment, the heart-wrenching story. And we were just focused right then on a lot of things, like who did this? How can we get people out? How do we keep this from happening again? In the aftermath of my friend going to Ground Zero at 9-11, and he was probably there a week, 10 days maybe, he was contacted by the U.S. government to undergo medical testing once a year. And he did so for a while. And then the medical testing, he felt like, reached a point where the cost of it, as a really wonderful person who didn't want to bleed the government dry needlessly, he felt like, well, I can stop going. It's been 10 years. I'm fine. Uh, he now, in the past year, has realized and been diagnosed with a very a dire form of cancer, which has been traced to ground zero. And that's 20 years. Okay. So I understand the people of East Palestine having long-term concerns. And honestly, I think, and I've weighed this in my head, if I were at all able to leave East Palestine and never go back, I think I would do that. The problem is if you're a homeowner, you now have a property that you're leaving for a reason, and other people will not want to purchase for a reason. You will have to sell at a significantly depressed value if you, unless you are exceedingly fortunate to find somebody who wants to live there. The story that came to my mind in recent days was the River Valley High School in Marion that ultimately there were concerns, multiple leukemia tests were coming back positive for various people that either were students mm -hmm. or later in life they were students previously and ultimately they found you know that there was a toxic dump close enough that it could be affecting it and they ended up you know building a new high school up there i don't know 
all of the stories, but I know there's one individual here in town that uh, you see him on TV on a regular basis, and and he's battled cancer four times since being a high school student at that at that school. Yeah, and this is this is the place I'm I'm referencing earlier, Love Canal in New York. Yeah, Love, Love Canal. There you go. Yeah. Uh, location of a landfill that became the site of an enormous environmental disaster in the 1970s. Decades of tump- dumping toxic chemicals harmed the health of hundreds of residents. It was cleaned up over the course of 21 years. The area of East Palestine is significant because it is near where the Ohio River starts to flow toward a lot of other states that are very populous states. And it's, to me, not realistic for the assurances of the EPA and any other federal agency to assure people that everything is fine if, in fact, and this is documented, there have been lots and lots of fish dead in the aftermath of this derailment, the controlled burn, and the like. Now, what I think will come out of this, and it's sadly ironic that today, as we speak at this very moment, in Tucson, Arizona, or thereabouts, they're evacuating people because a semi crashed, and a semi was hauling liquid nitric acid, which has resulted in a hazardous spill along I-10 and ominous red smoke. Like, we all know what smoke looks like, right? When it's deep, dark black, like came from the train derailment, you're suspicious. When it's red coming from this truck fire, that's suspicious. And the government is, in effect, in in some regard here, the victim of its own alarmism. You cannot continually tell people that their very existence is threatened by the climate. And then when toxic chemicals are belching poison into the air, tell them, oh, everything's fine. No, we tested. Everything is great. Don't worry. The normal course of events of sun and moon and stars and tides, that's going to kill you. And it's going to kill you quick, like in the next 10 years, if we don't do anything about it. If you own a house on a coast, it's, it's going to be, you're going to have water over your head within a decade. But over here, where the smoke is belching into the air and weird colors are floating into the atmosphere and fish are dying and chickens are dying, everything's fine. We tested it. You are the victim of your own alarmism here. What will become of this? What will come of this, I think, is newer, stricter, harsher standards on the transportation of toxic chemicals. Mike DeWine last night held a press conference where he said, uh, drink the bottled water, but I think I'd go back home. Uh, Mike DeWine had something to say about the fact that Norfolk Southern was able to put toxic chemicals on five rail cars on a 50 train, uh, a 50 car train. And the train was not classified as hauling hazardous chemicals. Uh, You will hear the governor on that, the congressman from District 6, which is where East Palestine is located, and Congressman Mike Turner of Dayton, not the biggest Pete Buttigieg fan. I'm like-minded on that. Just to indicate the severity of the... Toxic chemicals at the East Palestine train derailment. Uh, the vinyl chloride, which they said right away, oh, we got a problem here. There's vinyl chloride in these train cars. The vinyl chloride, when it's burned, it becomes hydrogen chloride. 
and it sends uh, a toxic gas called phosgene into the air. In World War I, they used this toxic gas as a weapon, and it caused liver, brain, and lung cancer. That's from the National Cancer Institute. So a bioweapon from World War I is what plausibly could be released into the air in East Palestine, Ohio. So that is why there's grave concern about it, and that is why the governor yesterday uh, did not kindly appreciate the fact that there were, what, 10 or 11 cars of this train that had hazardous chemicals on them, and the state of Ohio was not notified, hey, you got a hazardous train coming through Ohio, in advance. Even though some rail cars did have hazardous material on board, uh, and while most of them did not, that's why it was not uh, categorized as a high-hazardous material train. Uh, frankly, uh, if this is true, and I'm told it's true, uh, this is absurd. The governor doesn't get exorcised like that very often. Absurd, he said. It is absurd. It is absurd. I don't know a better way to transport toxic chemicals. We saw in Tucson, Arizona today, you put them on a truck, trucks can crash. They've evacuated an area around Tucson. Uh, by the way, if you're on 23 right now and you're wondering, what, do we have a toxic spill up here? No. But they had kind of had one, a fire. Was that last week, 10 days ago? Or the big truck fire at 23 and Orange Road? Uh, Orange that? Point. Orange Point. It's north of Menards, yes. basically. They're, so they burned the traffic signals down, yeah. right? And the, and the lines and everything. So they're making repairs today. Making repairs today. So you're not going to be able to navigate that area. What a mess. Mm. Are they taking people over to 315? You, you could use 315 or Old State up to 36 I have to a better get into idea. Delaware. Stay off. They're saying it's short term, so it shouldn't take them too long. Let's but hope. A little while. How long will that take to back up? I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a mess. If you're in that mess, I apologize, but they're not going to let you through until they uh, have everybody safe. And that's the question. Who's safe in East Palestine? I would not feel safe if that were me. I would not feel safe at all. And as I said in the open, Ronald Reagan once famously said, the nine scariest words out there are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Uh, but is it worse if the people from the government don't even bother to show up, don't even bother to talk about it. Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, uh, finally got around to tweeting about it. And when he, his first tweet was, I remain concerned. Well, you never really voiced concern. So I don't know that you can say you remain concerned. You're concerned that people are tweeting wondering where you are and why you haven't said anything. And that includes woke Democrats like Nina Turner from uh, the Cleveland area. I mean, uh, Ilhan Omar is ripping Pete Buttigieg on Twitter. Wow, you know it's bad when both Ted Cruz and Ilhan Omar are coming after you. Uh, Mike Turner, congressman from Dayton, is uh, also, it appears, not a fan of Pete Buttigieg. Transportation, Buttigieg, uh, ought to be on this. He's been ignoring this. I think it shows he turns his back on middle America when they have uh, a, a crisis like this. Yeah, that's the other question that I have about this, is how much does it play into... The federal response, or lack of response, they sent the EPA in. Is FEMA there? FEMA's not there. Why is FEMA not there? Would FEMA be in uh, Illinois? Would FEMA be in New York? Would FEMA be in California? I think so. East Palestine, Ohio. Well, there were a lot of stories written about Eastern Ohio and how Eastern Ohio used to be a Democratic stronghold. Now it's not a Democratic stronghold anymore. Now it's a Trump stronghold. 
I'm just asking the question. Hmm. The plot thickens. Yeah, the plot thickens. Exactly. So um, here's the congressman from uh, Eastern Ohio, Bill Johnson. He's sounding very, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. I think there are a lot of unanswered questions, and I think that's why the residents there in East Palestine are still concerned. Uh, I'm going to continue digging until we get them the answers that that they need. Uh, I'm hearing the same thing that you are. Uh, Bill Johnson uh, has been the representative from that area for a while. It's My guess is he took the baton from... Uh, well, maybe not. Maybe he didn't take the baton from Tim Ryan. Let's check out Bill Johnson's uh, resume here. He is grew up on family farms, Air Force veteran, 6th District. He's a Republican. Okay, so Bill, get after it because this is your chance to uh, distinguish yourself. Fourth term in 2016. So he and Tim Ryan must have shared uh, stewardship of that particular area. Uh, At Governor DeWine's press conference yesterday, Bruce Vanderhoff, you remember Dr. Vanderhoff from all the COVID press conferences. He was the one who took over for Dr. Amy Acton. Here's Bruce Vanderhoff telling all the East Palestine residents everything is A-OK. Look, we've got very good data as it relates to the area. And I think people can feel very confident in that fact, coupled with the fact that there continues to be air monitoring. Okay, more from Dr. Vanderhoff. We have first made sure that we were providing a clean atmosphere, clean air, and now we are actively working to assure that people, for the long run, have clean water. How can you be sure already that the air is clean? And how can you be sure the water's okay? Uh, am I, I again? I'm not trying to automatically dismiss everything the government says. I'm not trying to panic you if you have friends there in East Palestine. It just feels to me like air and water, once contaminated, would be a very hard thing to be assured that you've eradicated all the contamination. Because how do you track the contamination? I mean, you can test. Obviously, you can test. And I don't know if once you test it and it's clean, if it could show up again. These are just things I don't know. But these are, you know, kind of consequential things you have to have, air and water. Um, Tucker Carlson had a reporter on last night, a guy by the name of Nick Sartor. Uh, Nick is an independent journalist. So you can determine on your own whether he's to be trusted or not, but I do give some credence to somebody who is on the ground. Speaking of reporters on the ground, uh, what is going to happen to the guy from News Nation who got arrested and roughed up? There have been a, there has been a new development in his case, and we will share it with you next. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.